bring that here. First of all, if you was beefing at a wave, you should have been beefing at that wave. Why would you bring this to somebody else's club? That's sad. It's upsetting me and my homegirl because we feel like, well, damn, if you can't go to Better No Chase, what the hell could you go? This podcast has been brought to you by Four Eyed Production. And now, let's start the show. singing that i was on the elevator like headed to work this morning singing it and then i got a text message from Tia's sister saying um i'm living my best life she was like y'all make me sick y'all got me singing that that song once you start singing it you can't stop singing it once i start singing boot up i cannot stop singing it and once i start singing that dumbass kiki song i cannot <laughs> stop singing it and I'm telling you, but, but see, I, this is my own personal opinion. I don't. I feel like that the production of that song was just really good. What? Um, the, in my feelings, yes, like it is. with the city girls and the, the mix. It, it's just too bad. Yeah, we can send in a race. It's just so good. Yeah, like it that's is. that's what makes it good. And then the dance, mm-hmm. you know, that it just that was just a perfect storm of. Exactly. All the ad libs were great. You're the only one I love. Yeah, it was, it's perfect. It is. So that's why once you start singing it, or once I start singing it, I cannot stop singing it. Fact. Or if I start singing anything PJ Morton related, <laughs> <laughs> I'll sing it all day. How like, girl, is your love? Girl, my 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 chest beat. Mm. Chest beat. Get a knot right here in my chest when I think about you be it. You in your feelings with PJ Morton? Don't be in my feelings. Man, I went to that concert two times this year. I probably said that already. I'm so jealous. So ain't nobody, but ain't no, nobody uh-uh. had told me nothing. Uh-uh, nobody see. had said, like, do you want to go or not? Nobody said anything <laughs> to your girl. And and listen, if you can't go to the PJ nah. Morton concert, where can you go? Where can you go? It's upset. It was upsetting <laughs> me and my homegirls. Okay. Because if you can't go to see PJ Moore, where the hell could you go? Courtney be snapping. Looking, <laughs> looking, like, looking like somebody off the Proud family. Don't do that. I, I thoroughly enjoy that video every time I see it. It was so funny. And you know she, she was serious. She was serious, but then she tried to act like she was all embarrassed and offended. Mm-hmm. And that people was laughing and taking it back. Girl, that was that was classic. Yeah. Okay? We're never, like, y'all are hood celebrities now. Fact. Just embrace it. I went on a tour. I got, <laughs> I got me points. a quick couple bookings. And I would have got up in there at every club. Like, we could have been... At the Rudy Poo. And I'd have been like, I mean, if you can't go, go to, to the Rudy Poo, where the hell can you go? Girl, I'd have got all my coins. I feel you. Shoot, want that? I feel you. Honey, I would have milked it. That proud family reference. You ain't no <laughs> They good. did because she was like a little bit taller than the other Yes, ones. I know. Hilarious. Y'all Hilarious. know what we're talking about. <laughs> 
What's up, y'all? We black like we never left. <laughs> I'm sorry for all of that. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. You know what? I've been thinking about this all day. I want to be as carefree as Willow was on that boat. Whenever Will was trying to film the family and get them to, like, hype up for Instagram. It wasn't until you pointed out to me, mm-hmm. like, the backdrop mm-hmm. that I was like, how is she just laying on this boat trying to go to sleep with a scenery that beautiful? That was crazy. And it was in that moment that I realized I don't have enough money. No. And you know what? <laughs> I didn't even realize. I watched it like two or three times before I before I realized where they were. Like, I'm like, what is going on in the background? Where are y'all at? Exactly. It was gorgeous. Mountains and... I don't even know Low what hanging things. clouds and what were those big things? I don't know. Girl. <laughs> I don't know what they were. It That's how amazing. you know you're ge- uh, geographically challenged. Right. What were those what big were things? Those big things. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you can't take me nowhere. Because if I'd have been on the boat, I'd be like, "Hey y'all, what's these big things over here? Oh, God. What's these things like? Where we at? What is this?" Because I never gave that. y'all money. Never. Because I need a map. Let me. Look. That's why I said. Now let me look at my map right here and say, "Oh, we're on the Isle of what? Oh, oh, okay. Cause see, now I know what those things are. Gotcha. That's okay. We'll get there. We. Somebody better get there. <laughs> One of us. Oh, so how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. It was great. It was I. It was great. Do? I had a really good weekend. What was Friday? Did I do anything Friday? I don't think I did anything Friday. But I did some stuff Saturday. Okay. You party, party, party? Yeah. I party, party, party. That's good. All day. Not all day. No, not all day. Okay. Did I do anything Saturday night or was I being like, girl, my... No, I know what you did on Saturday night. You went to sleep. Saturday afternoon because sure you're supposed to come hang out that's, with me. That's why I don't remember because I went what to sleep. So I went back to sleep after the party, mm-hmm. and then I went to Ink and Ivy to meet my friends. Okay, and then I just sat out there for a little while, and then I went home. And then Sunday, I went to the Afro Cool Fest at yep. Black Market Charlotte, hosted by Power and One. Um, and there were a lot of like cool vendors, and they had. Um, some um, guys that uh, were um, getting everybody involved with the African dance. They were selling, you know, Power One merch. They had art show. It was just, it was nice. It was hot, but it was very nice just to be out there amongst a whole bunch of blackness. Wow. Um, and I tried to convince my friend Carrick, which is um, one of the partners with Power and One, mm-hmm. I tried to convince him to at least do this like in the spring yes. and the fall because it's like a whole weekend that they do. They had rented a yacht the day before. Yeah. Um, they do like some community service stuff. So I tried to, you know, be like, hey, you should do this in the fall when it's not 3,000 degrees. Okay. <laughs> I want to meet Carrick. Yeah, you got to meet Carrick. Um, he's a cool dude. Smart, smart dude. Nice, funny. Um, and black, just love, just love blackness and just being, you know, black and, and just empowering us. And that's what Power on One is about, the, the clothing brand. So you would love Carrick. I know. I and everybody, you know, I've met some really dope people through Carrick and um, I actually met Carrick through one of my good friends, Brian. They went to Carolina together. Okay. Um, and so that's how I met Carrick through Brian. And, you know, just. Some, some really good guys and so that's what I did on Sunday but Thursday I used them free movie tickets you gave me 
what did you go see? Okay. But I could hook you up. Girl, thank you. We went to see Jurassic World. Okay. It was good. For real? It because somebody so told good. me it was terrible. And you know, I was terrible. like so disappointed because you know I love Jurassic Park. No, it was not terrible. It was really good. And then it was so funny because, you know, I be screaming or whatever. <laughs> no, you did not scream I in the movie jumping, theater. I was screaming all the time. And my niece kept saying, Cece, it is just a movie. <laughs> I was like, be quiet. And, you know, we kept it hood. We kept it 100. We had our snacks and our bags and stuff like that. Love it. We had it Not all, in your bag. In a bag. <laughs> we had all our own snacks or whatever. Because we not about to be paying all that money. Uh-uh. Before we got there, I started the store and said, hey. What you want out of here because I ain't buying nothing. <laughs> at oh, least you got that 100. You better get you a little two for two for a dollar candies and one of these deer parks and put in that little unicorn justice book bag <laughs> and roll them up in this movie theater. I love it. But um, yeah, we had a good time. So thank you for that. She really enjoyed it. And I had a good time too. That's so good. what did you what did you do this weekend? <sighs> what did I do this weekend? Okay, so on Friday. I had my goddaughter, Alani. She had been hanging tight with me for like three days or whatever. Or whatever. <laughs> and um, so we had a lot of fun together. But I took her, um, you know, I went to volunteer on behalf of the Culture Shock podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I took her with me because it's really important for you to show young people that it's important to give back. And it's so funny because she was complaining the whole time. And then she was so proud of the work that she had done when it was over. So... <laughs> That's how they I was just girl. like, girl, you're exhausting me. Um, but we volunteered at a, a women's facility, like a women's shelter, and I want to say facility, indicating that it might be like um, incarceration related because it's not. Um, but we were with Destined Image, a nonprofit organization that's based here in Charlotte, actually founded by a Ram, um, Divine Bowers, that we're both familiar with. And they promote emotional independence, economic mobility, and... Um, They provide, like, workforce training and life skills specific to women. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were out there planting and digging and raking and shoveling and cleaning and really getting our nails dirty and our clothes dirty and just really doing something nice um, in our community. And when it was done, we were working on the courtyard, so putting down mulch, and it just looked so different than it did when we arrived so it was Mm -hmm. something to be proud of and i'll definitely make sure that we get those on our instagram page and they were really grateful to have us there cool so i I didn't make the next one definitely the times didn't it's all good didn't line up and i I don't know why i was thinking it was after work because i was like yeah i'm gonna go and then that's why i was like what what time was this again yeah it was early in the morning on friday so um, did that, ran some errands, you know, started prepping my hair for Saturday because there was a party. There was a party. There was a party. So, um, went to this party. This party just so happened to be for me and, um, my fiance. <laughs> so I know I haven't said anything on the show, but, um, at some point during this year, <laughs> while we've been doing this show, I did get engaged. Yay! So, and we finally announced officially, you know, close mm-hmm. circle new, but we officially announced this weekend when we had the party, it was dope. Like our parents were there, siblings, um, some of our siblings were able to make it. Our closest friends were able to make it. And uh, we had a blast. Like we mm-hmm. had a DJ, we had a caricature artist that was drawing people's pictures. The food um, was by Sweet Creation. So oh every, God. everybody, okay. Woo! 
Listen, Wait. try to bring some back to the house, and mm-mm, it was mm-mm. gone. Mm-mm. So, um, yeah, but we made sure to specifically hire um, African-American businesses. So everybody was black with the exception of us getting the balloons from Party City. Mm-hmm. Girl, we had champagne, uh, rum punch. Oh, I was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was and there. so all, it was all good. You know, um, we played some games and we had a fantastic time. I want to so thank you hyped. for making it like one simple and easy game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because. Oh, instead of a bunch of. Oh, my God. I hate games. But mm-hmm. that was a good one. Thank you. It was simple. It was to the point. It did not take too much crowd participation because everybody was talking to each other anyway. Anyway, exactly. So that was that was a good touch. I like that. Thanks. I'm not glad. too much. Thank you. And I enjoy myself. I do what I can. And I love y'all. We love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being our friend. <laughs> Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> y'all don't know nothing about that, Mm-mm. okay? Y'all don't know nothing about the Golden Girls. What's wrong Unless with you was raised by your grandma. <laughs> Fact. And then you know who Victor Newman is. Facts too. that I can attest okay. to. Okay. <laughs> okay, grandma, if you don't know Fred Sanford, you don't know who Blanche Nim is, you don't know who Victor Newman is, Mm-mm. okay? And or it- Chief. From any hit of the night, <laughs> you was not raised by your grandma. At all. Okay. Um, yeah, so that was about it. Um, Saturday night, we invited everybody back here for, you know, drinks and stuff like that. And then Sunday, I tried to rest, and here we are. And see, like, my problem is, like, I don't allow myself to rest. I'm working on, I'm actively working yeah. on it because it's, it's difficult. There's always something you could be doing. Like, I was supposed to be at Afro Cool with you. I even got the, um, you know, I did my RSVP and everything. And I was like, my body can't take it. I know I'm traveling this week, um, you know, cross country. And I was like, I'm just not going to be able to do it. I don't want to harm myself that way. So let yeah. me just rest. It's, it's like, it's harm. It's like violence to yourself. It really is. Because... If you can't, don't. Right. Just don't. It's okay. It is okay. Because see, then I went, so it's fine. Yeah. And the thing we is... We represent each other when we're out and about, so... We do. And the thing is, though, they wanted us to, like, be there, like... So, that's why, you know, that's the second person this past week that has asked me, do we have any merchandise? We hear you guys. Trust me. We hear you guys when you're asking for merch, and we're we're working on it. We've already discussed it. It's in the works, so we'll make sure we let you guys know as soon as we can. The people said, if you can't support the Culture Drop podcast, who the hell can you support? Okay, they want to support. Somebody to ask me, am I going to have? Y'all going to have guests? Uh, how can, like, girl, the people want to know. So we got to get on it. So we're going to work on it for y'all. I promise promise in the meantime let's uh get into this show and talk about some things that happened this week good bad and indifferent we tell you what's going on you get to decide how you feel about it we'll tell you how we feel about it but that does not mean you have to agree that's one of the things that i like the most about this show like you get to decide so what happened that interests you this week b um several things Many okay. Things. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna talk about this because I need to go back and basically revise something that I said on the previous issue. Okay. Because when I once I went back and listened, when we were talking about 
And I know we said we we're going to talk about them again, but I, I have to because... No! I have to because it's kind of like a lead-in. Okay. Well, we talked about Kylie and the... Uh, um, this self-made almost billion dollars yeah i said and i heard myself say when i said i was like that's not what i meant to say i said you mean to tell me that kylie has more money than mark zuckerberg that's not what i meant but for her to be up there in the billionaire category Mm -hmm. with people like mark zuckerberg i just don't believe that or oprah i just don't believe that so i wanted to clarify that statement i know she doesn't have as much money as mark zuckerberg because he has way more than a billion dollars right i want to say so yeah i'm sure he does Okay, so on that note, if you are obsessed with, um, what is it, Project Runway. Yes, Project Runway. If you're obsessed with Project Runway, you have seen Pat McGrath um, on Project Runway um, doing makeup. um, Even if you've watched anything, um, uh, what is the, what's the city, New York City Fashion Week related, you Mm -hmm. have seen Pat McGrath. Everyone that's somewhat involved in fashion or is interested in fashion or if you're black and you're interested in makeup or being in any way or what have you you should know who pat mcgrath is she is an african-american woman who has been doing makeup and been in the industry like for a long long time right and so um two years ago she launched pat mcgrath labs which is a cosmetic brand and that is now worth over a billion dollars so self-made billionaire i wanted to say that black girl magic a self-made billionaire. Right. I just wanted to put that out there because... Like she's actually a billionaire who has made a billion dollars and she's black. On her own. And so I, um, you know, it just kind of like struck me because the sites that I follow or the, the um, you know, the black sites that I follow, mm-hmm. the ones that are more geared towards women empowerment and things like that, or just black shit for real, like for the culture. I seen them post about Pat McGrath. Right. But the other sites, like the Shade Rooms and the Hollywood Unlocks and things like that, um, they don't. Oh, so Mark Zuckerberg is worth 77.6 billion. That's okay. a whole bunch of billions. That's why when I was like, oh, Courtney, you know, you, you said that all wrong. Right. So I wanted to clarify that. No, I know she does not have as much money as Mark Zuckerberg, but to know that she's up there in this class of billionaires right. from doing absolutely jack shit right i just i think it's a farce agree mine as well I, I you know i've shared that plenty of times but shout out to pat mcgrath though shout out to her because she's doing a damn thing in real life in real life love it what else um another thing that um i thought was interesting is so Everybody knows who Lena Waithe is, right? Yes, she's so beautiful. Did she, she cut, cut her hair? <laughs> oh my I like God. it. I like it cut like that. Me like too. Um, so Lena Waithe, um, she is um, a director. Um, she's a member of the LGBTQ community. Um, and Melina Matsukas, I'm always scared that I'm pronouncing her name wrong. They have come together um, to direct uh, scripted. Um, series called queen and slim and it has it's gonna be good is it kaluuya am i saying that right daniel kaluuya from get out i know who you're talking about but now that you said kaluuya okay (laughs) i think that's how you say it anyway 
the dude from Get Out. Right. He's going to star in it. And basically, it's a black love story about a couple who kills um, an officer in self-defense. And then they go on the run. And so... That's going to be good. It's going to be awesome. Especially if Lena Waithe has anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's going to be popping. Um, And I just wanted to kind of talk about um, Melina for a minute. Because everything that she does is just... It's so awesome. Mm-hmm. So one of the, it's like I saw her like around with Solange and, you know, I've I'd seen her around um, for a while, kind of like directing and doing those types of things. But the real standout moment for her like came whenever she won the Grammy for directing We Found Love for right. Rihanna. And yes. if anybody loves Rihanna, you know, like that, that video was just so It was a visual. <laughs> Honey, it just, I mean, I remember when I first seen that video, like, I was in my car, like, watching it on YouTube, and I had to, like, keep rewinding it to the beginning, because Mm -hmm. it was just so beautiful, like, it was just so good, so she directed that, and she did Formation, and she's done a plethora of other things that um, are notable, especially when it comes to the noses, but I just feel like anything with those two, and then with him, and then the subject matter. It's loaded. Oh, it's God. loaded. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so good. So just keep your eyes open for Queen and Slim. And if you don't follow these people that we're saying, like, go follow them on social media. So that way you can be up to date and see the things that are going on so that we can support black art. Because black art be mattering. Okay? Black art matters. Black art matters. What you got? Somebody you said, well, what, since what, she's talking what, about Rihanna, on? did you see that she's making a um, dance hall album? Yeah, girl. With wanna, every, with, with every song we, writer in Jamaica. That's crazy. I wish we could go. I wish I knew what episode that I said that on. When I oh, yeah, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember. I want reggae. I love when Rihanna does reggae. Yep. Well, she heard you. Hey, and girl. So she's working on hey, a whole girl. dance hall album, and she plans on using, if I'm not mistaken, um, every songwriter in every yeah every songwriter in Jamaica. It's gonna be so, so good. Fire, fire. It's gonna be so good. I don't know when it's gonna be released, but I wish it was a summer album because my God. I know because when you think about it, like other than Kiki, mm-hmm. there really aren't any summer anthems. I'm living my best life. Um, yeah, that is uh, and, and, it's, and it's little Duval. Like, what are y'all? What are y'all like? Actual <laughs> musical artists doing right. oh, well ape shit i feel like is a, is a summer anthem true um but other than that, i mean because clearly anything that Beyonce does is an anthem. <laughs> but like what are the rest of y'all doing like what are y'all doing because y'all ain't giving us nothing maybe they're waiting until the fourth quarter i don't have time okay fine i don't have time um, ain't nobody got time to wait <laughs> be playing with you moving right along did you see the little boy who was on stage with chris brown and he passed out. <laughs> you could tell in Chris Brown's face that he got nervous and like picked the little yes. boy up and passed him back. But I think he knew like, oh, he just passed out because he was so excited. He he did a good job by like handle he handled he that. Did. Yes, really, he did really well. Um, and speaking of Chris Brown, this is the question that I said I wanted to ask you. So, and I don't know if my friend is listening, but he may be listening. But if he is, I don't care. Hey. Um, so we got into, um, my heart's beating fast already. No, it's, it's it's good. We got into a conversation because he was at a Chris Brown concert and he like was on his Insta story and he posted, you know, Chris Brown performing Mm -hmm. and he made, um, the caption on the 
post said on the story said that he was the greatest performer of our time. Whose time? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. Okay. Uh, and just... that was my question. I said, how old are you? Okay. Because this is a different conversation if you're 20. Mm-hmm. And he said he was 34, 35. Okay. So I just wanted to know what makes someone a great performer? Is it just the dancing and the hits and the theatrics? Or is it more that goes into being a great performer? And who do you feel like is the greatest performer so of that's several our conversations. time? Oh, yeah, it's a loaded question. Okay. Um, God, there's, there's so a, many facets if I can't to this ask because. You a question, what the hell can I ask you? <laughs> I can't stand you. Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Listen, that tickled me in my soul, girl. I'm okay. we taking it back to the throwback classic. Oh that was God. a classic commercial. Woo. They did a classic. Was it a commercial? No, it was, it was a, a news clip. It was a clip. Child. It was a real news clip, like Child. really on the news. Um, that wasn't even from the vine. Like that was a real news clip. So um, let me see. Okay, because I feel like you're asking a specific question. You asked about performance, which is very much different from like the iconic conversation. Although I feel like Chris Brown has icon potential. Don't get Thank me you. wrong. I okay, talk agree. all the time about like the first time I saw Chris Brown live. I had taken like. You know, cousins and family members. I think Dijanae was there. Some more people. And it was a Sierra concert. I mm-hmm. might have mentioned this already. And Sierra was the headline. I think oh, this I talked about this last day. show. Yes. Because I think Bow Wow might have even been on it. It was a bunch of... Uh-huh. Tiffany Evans. Yes. Um, I remember that Was on tour. that tour. Mm-hmm. And Chris Brown had more weight on him than he has now. And when I tell you, he was like flipping across the stage, doing splits, like getting back up and blowing just blowing now that's that's where i was getting at now what was he singing yes while doing that yes he was okay which is why i'm like i always make this statement love usher right i've always loved usher but i always used to be like man if chris brown and the whole rihanna thing hadn't happened people might have been saying chris brown who i mean um usher who because Chris Brown puts me in the mind of Beyonce, not personality wise, but performance wise, mm-hmm. dedication wise. And not only that, but he is talented. And in the same way that like Beyonce is an excellent songwriter, she, she's good at dancing. She can sing. She can still hold a note after being winded or she doesn't get winded. Chris Brown is the same way. He flips over people. I don't think you, I don't know if you heard that story um, that Jamie Foxx told about the first time that he met Chris Brown. And they were like, you know, this dude dancing, it was a Jamie Foxx party. And Jamie Foxx was going to go down and challenge him. And Chris Brown, like, literally was standing on two feet, back flipped over like two other people and was dancing. And Jamie Foxx was like, no, nah, I can't mess with that. Mm-hmm. Like, he is a performer, not only that, but he is a, an artist and he can write his tail off. And for me, like, I understand putting him in that conversation. Like, if now, now here's my thing. Based on the person's age, I don't know if they're including, like, your Michael Jacksons and your Princes. They're saying, but, he's basically saying that before us. If he's saying Okay. If, he was saying if you haven't, if you didn't get to see them live, they can't be in the conversation. Well, I don't know because I did. <laughs> That's what I said. Right. But, but I understand, like, now if you're trying to say Michael Jackson and Prince is for our parents and or grandparents, depending on how old you are, whether we saw them live, like right here at the end or not, 
then I get it. Like I'm putting Chris Brown in your Beyonce category. Mm -hmm. If we're talking about this generation that we're on the cusp of, I get it. Good. That's That's it. That's all I wanted to know. Girl, don't have my heart beating like that. (laughs) That's all I wanted to know. Crazy questions. Okay. Um, I'm trying to keep this in the musical category. So once we move on from music, Oh my God. Okay. So, let me say this one right quick. Did you see Shiggy at the ESPYs trying to get a picture? That was hilarious. <laughs> With on Sierra. Was like, nah, stay, you stay over there. <laughs> he was like, uh, yeah, Russell, I'm trying to level up. Is what he was saying without saying it. Okay. That was hilarious. Yeah, that was cute. But Russell is such a good sport. I just, I love. And what I thought was cute was whenever, I guess it was, I don't know if it was like during the intermission or if they were at like a party or something after, but it didn't really look like, it looked like they may have been like, on a break or something like mm-hmm. at the at the um SVs. but I thought it was so cute when they they started playing level up and okay. Rihanna, uh, Rihanna Lord Jesus Sierra uh, Sierra was dancing and the camera was like you know kind of panning around the people around her and Russell was like standing over in the corner like let her dance but he was like mouthing all the words like with that her. is so and adorable like, oh, I'm telling you <laughs> he loves her so much and so another thing about the SVs did. Did you see any of it? I didn't. So I saw the the clips, but one thing that I thought was like just astounding was there was um they gave away like a it's kind of like a hero award. I guess they do it every year. Mm-hmm. And they had all of um Larry Nassar's sexual assault victims up there. Yes. And I mean, you know, it's it's all races. And I mean, it was so Many. Many and it wasn't even all and of them. He had to ask for. I was gonna say he had to. Ask, they had to ask permission to put them up there, so it couldn't have been all of them because I'm sure some people said no. No, thanks. and they all look so beautiful. And I'm like, see, this is what happens when women stick together. That's right. This is what happens because you cannot deny this. I'm so glad that you said that because I want to talk about this right quick. Then just keeping in line with music. So today, R. Kelly came out with a song. Did you hear it? It's a 20 minute song called um i admit i heard about it but i i don't have 18 minutes to devote to our kelly it's not 18 minutes it is like 19 and some change no thank you r kelly so i did listen to it because i wanted to be able to it's so funny because several times during i wanted to turn it off but i was like i want to be able to speak to this fully so let me just go ahead and listen to it so while i was getting ready for the show i went ahead and played it and um so if you've read anything about it it is R. Kelly, like, basically talking about, like, I admit this, I admit that. But it's a lot of projection it, to me. I'm just giving you my personal opinion. It's a lot of projection. It's a lot of blaming. Um, you know, he talks about um, being assaulted at a young age or, like, you know, sexual misconduct, you know, at a young age from somebody else. Um, he, he addresses Aaliyah. Like, he's basically saying, like, when they ask him about Aaliyah, he, he says he loved her. They asked him about the tape. He talks about Wendy Williams. He's talking about a bunch of other stuff, like messing with other people's women. He's talking about how he couldn't read whenever they asked him to. Um, like he's not. He quit school. He signed away his publishing at a young age because he didn't know what he was doing, um, which is why he's still touring. He was like he's trying to age or gracefully or peacefully. He was like he was living in a hotel not too long ago, I guess, because he just doesn't have the money because he doesn't have his publishing rights. <clears throat> all of these things 
But he's still basically also trying to say that he's innocent. And I want to bring this up because you, you mentioned women. I'm not giving you any. Right. You, you, you mentioned women sticking together. And what I've seen just in this short amount of time that it's been out, I've even seen some of my, my personal friends on the Internet arguing about whether or not he's telling the truth. And there are some people who are like, no, they just trying to keep it like uh, keep a black man down. Like even R. Kelly in the song. He said something about like, you know, black women like have black men's backs. And when he said that, I looked up and I was like, who has black men's backs more than we do? Who loves y'all more than us? Who sticks by y'all more than us? Like, why would you put that in a song? Like shit. Exactly. So, but it was just um, astounding. I don't want to use the word funny because that's my go to, but astounding to see like women that I know on the Internet defending R. Kelly saying, you know, he's not in jail he's not this he's not that black men don't get away with this like yes yes they, they do. do yes they do they get away with it everywhere they get it because it's it's not even it's not it, even about it's, uh, not, it's not even a about black the black thing. it's about right. men it's the, about them being a man period and the misogyny that goes into the it patriarchal the patriarchal society that, that we live into, into yeah and the thing that i have to say about r kelly is shout out to nene licks you you never win when you dirty. When you came out the gate, you you basically took Aaron Hall's whole style from him. He really did. You really I love did. Me like some Aaron that's, Hall. That's not a lie. Like you. When you I was a little kid, I thought style. they were the same person for me. Me too. At the very beginning, mm-hmm. I did. Um, whenever whenever um, Honey Love mm-hmm. and Vibe, mm-hmm. I thought that was Aaron, Aaron Hall. Me too. Um, so that's that's the first thing. Second of all, I'm so sick of people using their childhood traumas to justify you hurting other people that is not an excuse i don't care what anybody did to you that doesn't give you the right to then traumatize somebody else for the rest of their damn life like i don't want to hear that take your ass to therapy and you know what get yourself together one of my biggest pet peeves and i learned this from um a teacher when i was like in the sixth seventh eighth grade eighth grade I had a teacher from Ron Conkimer, I, I might have mentioned him before, but his name was Frank Tempone, and he taught me a lot of good lessons in such a short amount of time. But we, when when it comes to, like, blame placing, mm-hmm. I cannot stand a blame place. Do not place the blame, like, find the resolution. And so even in the song, he's, like, talking about the girls, and um, he's like, you know, I liked younger women, I liked older women. No, but no, how no, can, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Younger, you didn't like younger women. Right. You like girls. He was like, how do you call that pedophilia? And then he's talking about the parents. And he's like, you know, don't throw your your daughters in my face. All you want is the money. What does that have to do? Like, so you're blaming the parents for how you chose to deal with their daughters. That's strange, sir. No. you're. So this, that, this just lets me know that you're not remorseful about any of this that you've done. Mm-hmm. And... I, it's interesting that you mentioned or that he mentioned about the publishing mm-hmm. because, um, you know, I've like been going to John P. Key's church or whatever. Yes. And he talks about um, it's some little girl. Oh, I don't want to say little girl. It's some young, younger girl that has a song out. I don't even know the name of the song, but her name is Queen Naja or something. Why does that sound familiar? Yeah. But apparently one of her songs that has like gone number one is a complete ripoff of a John P. Key song, same tempo, same key, melody, everything. Really? So, yeah. And you know, like, when you own your publishing or you have a publishing company that you work with or that works with you, you don't have to say anything. That publishing company goes and gets you your money. Oh, you you done bit off a song and it's number one? 
thank you for my check. You know right. what I'm saying? They get a part of that. And he talks about how the same situation happened a few years ago with R. Kelly. R. Kelly used one of his songs, didn't change anything, used mm-hmm. the melody, tempo, what have you. And he was like, yeah, and I bought them two buildings that's outside the church with it. So, I believe Ooh. that. I believe that. Okay, with Queen, not, I know who she is. Are you talking about that song, Medicine, that's on, like, repeat? And it sounds... It, 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 I don't know. I don't if that. I don't know if that's the one that she took, but whichever one is number one, it's, it's medicine. A, it's got to be medicine. Is it? Is that the one where she? I don't. It's something I heard on a radio, and it just sounds like a loop. It just sounds Probably. like. It just sounds until, like until she gets to the very end, end where she's like, you know. So when when I turn into a savage boy, don't ask me why. That's that's the such only a, change. Such a stupid song. But yeah, so I believe what he's saying about the publishing because he did he bit off of a John P. Key song and basically got his publishing took because it's not your it's not yours. And it's nobody else's this is my thing. With all this all the money you got, mm-hmm. you mean to tell me that you can get you a tutor and at least teach you how to read basic fifth grade level reading? Mm-hmm. Well he was also saying that he's dyslexic as well, so that you know, again, I don't know if I don't know what parts are true and what's not. I'm just telling you what was in the song. And another thing that I want to make mention of, his ex-wife, Drea Kelly. People go on her social medias and they talk about her. They're rude to her because she said that he was mentally, emotionally, sexually, mm-hmm. physically, and financially abusive to her. Mm-hmm. And I believe it. And one of the things that I think that bugged me the most about black men is that sometimes when black men get to a certain point they feel like they don't need us anymore like let us hold you down you know while you're struggling like my back ride or die shit on us like nobody wants to do that right and but then when you do it and then when they get to a place where they feel like they don't need you anymore then it's like they just cast you to the wind you're discarded yeah but at the end of the day most powerful men like black men got there because they had a powerful black woman, a strong black woman with mm-hmm. vision behind them or beside them. Mm-hmm. Should be beside them, but they always say, you know, a woman behind you. And one thing that she she was on an interview and she basically said that she was like, I'm not taking responsibility for any of, you know, his musical ability, the songs that he's written, the things that he's done. She was like, but when we got married or whatever, when we were together, he got his first Grammy. He ain't had one since I left. Boom. She was like, when we were together, he was singing I Believe I Can Fly, and now he back at the buffet and doing all of this and being sexually mm-hmm. just explicit. She was like, so I'm not saying that I'm responsible, but having a, a woman that really cares about you and loves you with you makes a big difference. A Car- black woman. Cardi B say, she don't even know your middle name. Watch her. She might steal your chain. Okay. And that you is don't want someone tea. who loves you instead? Tuh. Want some random up in your bed? Tuh. Okay. And that's so, a whole sentence. That just goes to show. Play if you want to. Ooh, so many things about these artists this week. Faith and Stevie J got married. Thank you. I was gonna go there. Okay. The Jordans. The Jordans. The Jordans. I'm, How do you feel about the Jordans? I'm just gonna say this, and people may disagree with me. I don't really care. I am not mad at Faith Evans and Stevie J. I don't I'm not mad at that. Me neither. Because and, and people may not and I feel love this, me some faith. I love me some faith and people can say what they want to say. I like Stevie J. Stevie J is funny to me. Like he I like funny. Stevie and I feel like I feel like he does a lot of stuff, but I feel like a lot of that 
is for TV. Stevie need a check. Mm-hmm. Stevie got like a whole bunch of money he owned back child support. Stevie need a check. Right. And I like Stevie. And the second point I want to make about this is Faith Evans. Faith Evans is not beholden to Biggie, okay? Biggie has been dead how long? Now, how did you feel about the fact that before she married Stevie J, she was allegedly dating, um... Dang, how did I forget that fast? Who? But, but Faith Faith got married after Biggie... Faith got married and had a son. She has a son by the man that she married. That's why I'm like, everybody's like, oh, well, she can't be doing... What are y'all talking about? She was already married after Biggie and she has a son. She so, has she has Chris Wallace Jr. and she has another son right. by her husband that may have been like her manager or something. Right. So what are y'all talking about? And are we forgetting that we're talking about the notorious B.I.G. who still had Lil Kim and everybody else in his back pocket? Even no, when I, they were I always said that. So like, that part did not matter to me. And then you got to think about it. Faith and Stevie knew each other at a time. They they've known each other forever. Well, it's so funny because I saw her on the episode. Remember when Stevie J went to that facility and he was staying there and Faith came to visit? I don't know what it is. I got a touch of clairvoyance. You can believe me if you want to, y'all. I'm serious. But when I was watching those, I was like, they got something. Ooh. Not like I didn't mean it in a negative way, but they have some chemistry between them. You know what I'm saying? And they were actually dating on the show at one point, but he was doing I all his... I didn't know that. Yeah, he was doing all his... Rea- this was a few years ago, and everybody thought it was a joke. And they were doing... He was doing all his reality show shenanigans, and she was like, I'm not dealing with that. Like, Right. And she's... That she was split. it. She split. Okay. Um, but I'm not... I'm not... Listen, I'm not mad at them. It is what it is. But I'm going to tell you what was freaking hilarious. The video that they put up. First of all, what was that move that she did on the bed? What what was oh, that? When I she didn't did watch the whole kick? thing. I don't I, know. I didn't watch the video. It was a clip. But sister did some type of high kick. And um I know what <laughs> I had to keep watching it. Like, what did I do? What, what did I just see? <laughs> yeah, what did I just see? But um what I was gonna say is it was so funny because whenever the pictures started coming out about them getting married. The comment sections are hilarious. I didn't even so, read them. <laughs> I can't remember what site it was on, but, you know, they had posted about them getting married or what have you. And then somebody commented was like, <laughs> somebody commented was like, what's up, Love & Hip Hop ATL? It's your girl, Faith Evans. <laughs> you may know me as the one-time wife of the Notorious B.I.G. I have five Grammy-nominated hits more that went to the top of the charts and now I came to the A to find a new sound with my man and husband Stevie J I guess I was right I never knew a love like this before when I <laughs> tell you I was like who Mona hire her hire, hire her cause that was so she and I'm like, needs to be your writer that's, that's exactly what she's gonna say that's it I hope she's oh, not on the show I don't want Faith on that show but Faith was on R&B Divas I know but I just don't want to see her on another one of those reality reality shows although I'm not, it's not beneath her to do. I know who I was thinking, Lil C's. There was a rumor that oh. she and, and Lil C's were together, but I'm talking about recently. Luke. That's what I'm saying. Like, right before this came out a few months ago, they were saying that she was with Lil C's. So. I'm going to say this, and I ain't going to say no more because our mamas be listening. <clears throat> but, do you remember them videos with him and Eve back in the day? <laughs> I do not. Yeah, okay. 
ain't mad at Faith. <laughs> Put it like that. I am not mad at Faith. Oh my I'm, God. I'm not mad Moving at Faith. right along. Uh, and do you see his body? Listen, go back and Google Stevie J and Eve, and then you'll see what I'm talking about. Ladies, I'm just keeping it real. I gotta keep it real. I I'm hear not, you. I'm I love mad. it. I love it. <laughs> Faith says she want to live her best life, and she am living my best life. Uh, listen, ain't going back to what we do. I live. Okay. <laughs> Faith says she trying to get it how she live. She want to live her best life. And then I seen a picture that they posted today. And they actually look nice together. No, no. I, like I said, I have no problem with it. Maybe she'll calm them down. You know what else know. I don't have a problem with? What that girl? you might Wiz and Winnie. Winnie Harlow. I love her to pieces. I think she is so beautiful um and she and Wiz Khalifa are allegedly together I know he posted a picture that said me and I'm paraphrasing probably but he was like you know do you care what other what people think and he was like her no no or no no or something like that but anyway the picture was cute to me Courtney be disappointed because she don't like it it's just Winnie has said she said a lot of things I don't like Really? Yes, girl. Just she give me said a one lot example. Of, a lot of things. Um, it was this whole controversy about um, some comments that people had went back and found. You know, they'll dig yes, it up. Yes, every had time. Dug up some comments that she made about Ducky, about her being too black and her hair being nappy. Girl. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. So I don't really see it for Wendy. I can't really. Yes. Let me tell and you, yes. have you seen a picture of Ducky? Uh, and no, first of all, do you see who Ducky's boot is? Because okay. them is too fine. Okay. Yes, and the grammar is off. Them is too fine human beings. Okay. The both I'll of them. Ralph Angel any day. <laughs> so yeah, she that was an issue. So a you don't of, have a problem with Wiz and Winnie being together. Mm-mm. You just don't care for Winnie individually. I just don't. I'm I, I'm just not a fan of some of the things that she's done. Yeah, okay. like you know, just being nasty to people, um, and then that whole thing where she was like bowing down to Kim Kardashian. Girl, get out of here. I don't <sighs> have time. But if they're happy, I'm happy. I think Wiz is a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know him, but just from what I see, obviously, but just from what I see on social media. I love how he is with, with Bash and even Amber. Like, looks like yeah. they have a good relationship. I like Wiz. Am I, like, going to finger out over this couple? No. Okay. That's fair. Um, speaking of uh, him with Bash, I heard him on an interview sometime last week, and he, he had me laughing because he was talking about how Bash doesn't like the celebrity part of his parents because they were asking, like, how does Sebastian do with having two celebrity parents? And he was like, yeah, he just told me the other day that he doesn't like when people (laughs) speak to him. And he's trying to explain to Sebastian, like, well, they just like you because they see you on TV and stuff like that, and they really like your personality. And Sebastian was like, well, I don't like them speaking to me. (laughs) And then the very next week, he's on stage with his dad. And so, you know, his dad is, like, dancing, trying to get Sebastian to dance. And I'm thinking, based on what he said last week, like, Sebastian's not going to do it. This, by by the way, is a video that I saw because... Um, Amber Rose had posted it or whatever. Mm-hmm. He hands his dad the microphone and starts, I mean, snapping, like going That's off. Right. The dance was so cute. And this child is so adorable. And they really allow him to be a, mm-hmm. a like a real kid. And um, so you just got to like go to Amber or Wiz's Instagram. If you have not seen Sebastian dance, it will like really melt your heart. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Wiz... He seems to do really, really well with um, 
bash and just like being a dad. You mm-hmm. know, like he does really, really well with that. So, absolutely. So my last thing, music related, um, just prayers out to Michelle Williams. I saw that she checked herself into a mental Mm -hmm. um, health facility for depression. And she's talked about, you know, her bouts with depression before. I know we've talked about her on the show. She's recently engaged and preparing to get married. Um, Some of you know her from being a gospel artist. Others know her from being a part of DC3. Mm-hmm. Um, but we love Michelle Williams. She's very beautiful, seems to be very sweet, although I've never met her in person. And um, I'm just, I'm really proud of people in general when they're able to stand up and say, this is what I'm going through. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's something to be said for people who will share their story after they've got, come out of it. But there's a whole nother ball game to people who will share with you while they're in the midst of a storm. And Michelle is one of those people. So I just hope that, you know, she gets well soon. Me too. And that she has the support system that she needs to get through this. Because it seems like from what she says, she's been dealing with this for a long, long, long time. A long time. time. Mm-hmm. Even since the Destiny's Child age. And then when everybody, like, memes her yes. and picks on her and poor Michelle this and blah, blah. It's just like, it's only but... It's only so much that anybody can take. But I just hope that she gets that she gets better soon. The only thing that I took kind of an issue with was the statement. And I don't even know if she put it out, but it was put out, you know, how she was talking about why she's going. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of sounded like she was having to explain herself. Right. Or say that she's doing this so other girl, you're you don't gotta be no champion for us. Do this for you. Right. Get get yourself together for you right but i can totally understand that that thought process you you never know how like people were raised or you know what they were around that makes them feel like they have to yeah like you have to you know like i'm not saying that it's not okay to like be a champion for mental health and stuff just get yourself together right work get michelle together and then you can once you're together then you can come out and be a champion and help others and say you're you know doing this for do it for yourself because mm-hmm. you got your whole life in you better. got a fiance gotta get it together for fill me. your vessel first yes yeah but i hope she gets well soon and you know that she's okay because that's that's not a good place to be in good that's not a good position to be in at any given time to to really have to be and it it had to be pretty serious yeah agreed um, so there's so many other things that happened and I know we've gone kind of long with the music thing, but, um, d- you saw that Shonda Rhimes has seven new Netflix projects. Mm-hmm. This is a big deal. Um, you know, when black people are doing things in music or film and they are basically running the show, it's a big deal because to me that when I hear that, I also hear like jobs for black people, mm-hmm. like more opportunities for black people. So the projects that she's working on are the warmth of, and these are things for you guys to look out for, especially if you're a huge Netflix watcher mm-hmm. or fan or binge watcher or whatever. Um, these are the projects, the warmth of other sons, the residents, uh, hot chocolate nutcracker, sunshine scouts, untitled Bridgerton, project um reset my fight for inclusion and lasting change and there is one more called uh and forgive me if i'm mispronouncing this but pico sepulveda yeah there's that (laughs) i'm over here like what i have to look it up but anyway shout out to shonda rhymes um 
you know, she's given us a lot of good TV, a lot of a lot of good TV. Scandal, um, Grey's. Grey's Anatomy, yeah, how to get away with murder, private practice, yeah, private practice, all of those things. Mm-hmm. So, thank you, sister. You're working very hard, and we see you. Oh, I want to talk about this because we were talking about women a second ago. Mm-hmm. Men, I said this on the show before. Men need to listen to their women. Let me tell you why. Because we have another instance where Will Smith did not listen <laughs> to Jada. Pinkett Smith, and I just wonder if he, like, when I heard this story, I was like, bruh. So, do you know what movie, what role specifically Will was asked to play that he turned down? I do, but the people may not know. So, let the people know. He was supposed to be Neo in The Matrix, you guys. And he came to Jada, told her about the script, Jada read the script. He read the script. He was like, I don't get it. She was like, you don't get it. This is monumental. Like, they're about to make a live action, like, hero. Like, mm-hmm. she's explaining it to him. He was like, no, nah, I don't get it. He turns it down. Neo, the Matrix. Listen to your, listen to your woman. Will Smith didn't learn from whenever he had that audition for um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Right. He, don't, he didn't remember to listen to your woman. Guys, listen to your woman, man. If you got a good one, now, if you got a foolish woman that you just, you know, you know, it's not gonna last or whatever, then that's one thing. But if you got a woman who's telling you right and you're just trying to be stubborn, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't do that. Quit being hard headed all your life. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, shout out to um Walter Carr. <laughs> His name, ironically, is Carr. This is the the college student. And I didn't realize he was a college student until today that walked 20 miles to work on his first day of work. Aww. So I was told that he left home around midnight, like went walking in the dark because, you know, it was such a long walk. So he's a Birmingham college student. His car broke down the night before. He could not get a walk a, a ride to his new job the next day. So he started walking. He got a job with Bill Hop's moving company. And the CEO um, heard about it, drove from Tennessee to meet Walter, and gave him a 2014 Ford Escape. Aww. And I thought that was dope. And all he could say is, are you serious? Like, just, are you serious? Like, for real? You know, so. That's kind of like, um, what's that show? Where the boss be coming to work? Oh, yeah, and you don't know it's the boss. Yeah, what's the yeah. name of that show? I can't remember, but I've watched several episodes. Um mm-hmm. Boss Undercover. Undercover Boss. Undercover Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You know what I meant. Yeah, that was a good show. Um, but that's good. You know, I don't think I could be walking no 20, 20 miles, but if if your back is up against the wall, you got to do what you got to do. That's true. And it obviously paid off because now he got a, basically, brand new car. Yep. Shout out to whoever wouldn't take him to work because he got a new car now. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? The NFL is placing a... Um, a hold on a standstill agreement mm-hmm. on the whole kneeling for the anthem thing. Because I think they're getting a lot of pushback from the players. Mm-hmm, they because really are. I feel like people are notorious for. Okay, you tell me I can't do something. Oh, I'm Watch definitely me. gonna do it now. Watch me embarrass you. And I've seen a lot of players coming out saying they're gonna do it anyway. Exactly. So there, I, I think that. Them trying to put out that narrative that the kneeling is what's keeping people from watching. The kneeling is not what's keeping people from watching. And they know that. It's the the treatment of the people that do kneel um, is is what's keeping us from watching. That's really what it is. And 
that's what it's going to take is for them mm-hmm. to, to make a stand. Because what they're going to do, fire the whole team? Come right. on, they're not going to do that. They're right. not going to do that. So I'm interested to see what happens. And I feel like, you know, there are some some coaches that say or some owners that say they're going to, like, pay the fines mm-hmm. for the, the players if they choose to kneel because it is within their First Amendment rights. And did you know that? Was that you and I that were talking about that um, the NFL is, is nonprofit or that they don't pay any taxes? Right. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. All that beer and all that stuff y'all selling, mm-hmm. that should be illegal. Like, you should have to pay taxes on that. Right. But they don't. The rich get richer. Mm. Um, I'm still not fooling with football except for the yeah, one see. Chicago Bears <laughs> game that I'm going to. I'm just putting this out here. If I can't watch the Chicago Bears... Who the hell can I watch? So I will be going to a game because me and my brother have been playing this for years. I love y'all and it's power to the people, but I'm going to that game. So if you see me there, I don't want you to be, hey, yeah, hey, you said you want I'm already told you I'm going. That's all. And then the boy got his back on. Yeah. Um, did you see where the Korean beauty brand, um, apologized <laughs> after they darkened? I'm laughing. It's not funny. Um, after they darkened the hand of a one of their hand models and use it for a promo um so the promo was for their makeup lines three ce's nail polish and what they did was instead of hiring a black hand model <laughs> or a brown hand model they colored the other hand so they used the white hand model and then it was two hands colored the other person's hand brown this is where they after <laughs> they colored the palm brown <laughs> Bruh, our palms are not brown. Wow. Like y'all don't know any black people. They, to, do, enough they to, just don't wanna. I don't know. You never seen Korea. a black hand? This was in Korea though. They got black people in Korea. They do, but they may not know. It ain't even that they don't want to know them. It's that they may not want to. Listen, you know how it is with black people. No matter where we are, they always try to put us at on the lowest part of the totem pole. Right. So they ain't want to fool with nobody? I don't care. Oh, we'll just do it ourselves. <laughs> we'll just paint the whole hand black. Well. Even the palm. They Because they just up. black all over. <laughs> black everywhere. Like, are you serious? Oh, my God. Well, they effed up. They apologized and said that, um, you know, they weren't going to be using that promo anymore. <laughs> I mean, duh. I mean, are we, is this something that we would use? Or are they selling these products in America? I mean, I believe so. It's nail polish. If it's so, not OPI or China Glacier, I right, don't know. Right, I'm I'm strictly OPI um, because that's what lasts. But anyway, the brand is called Style Style Ananda. So, but it's a part of their and get on three Yonda, seasons. We can't use it, okay, <laughs> goodbye. Uh, um. Oh, and did you see the guy that they're calling Frank Frank Flagrant? Dang, I can't get my words out. Tongue tied, Tiffany. Flagrant. Freddie called nine one one. Ask me why. No, you don't want to know why. Irrational wife here. <sighs> so he was playing basketball. He got fouled. He fell on the ground. How many of us have played basketball and been knocked down on the ground? Um, but he called 911. And the the part that makes me upset about this is, okay, the police officer came out. He was a good sport. He's like, I've never been called out for anything like this. But on the report, it was listed as an assault. About playing basketball? Yes. And the officer even um, said, like, the one who arrived on the scene was told that it was a fight. Mm. 
Nobody's gonna wanna no. Nobody's gonna wanna play with you if you're calling the police when you get fouled. I'd be scared to play with you. Like no, you don't get me. I'm serious. No one's gonna wanna play with you if you call the police on them. Uh, no, I'm not gonna play with your ass. Get out of here. That's so real. Um, what about the white woman threatening to call the police on the girl that he (laughs) overheard or saw her text or something another saying that she was gonna sell some stamps? First of all, with your nosy. Ass. Just go in and say it with your nosy ass. Why? And they had a nerve to say, we're going to build that wall. What does that got to okay, do with so, me so trying you, to get 5400 man? Give the people the context. because <laughs> uh, So the girl, so they're in a grocery store. And the black girl is in front of the white lady. And she's texting. And come on now. Like most, many, I can't speak for all black people. But a lot of us know or have been in families where they sell food stamps it just is what it is you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um and so this white woman is looking over the black woman's shoulder reading her text message (laughs) about you know a a food stamp exchange or whatever (laughs) food stamp exchange right and so the white lady basically says you know it's illegal to sell food stamps (laughs) (laughs) no no no, I would have course. gotten an attitude right away. Like, right away, I would have gotten an attitude. And the girl said, well, why is it any of your business? Because I pay my taxes, and we're going to okay. build that wall. What does, what do the wall got to do because with my they think Because they think we're foreigners, too. We we go in the bunch with, um, oh you know, um, immigrants. We, we go in that bunch, too, even though... <laughs> We were born she here. She ran to me because I said, look, I don't give a about no wall because I won't be going nowhere, me or my stamps. I hope somebody was like, yeah, and all she sounds had, stupid. All she had to say was when she's like, I pay my taxes, I would have been like, and thank you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that really would have made her mad. Thank you because when I be eating that scrimp and steak tonight. Thank I'll think. Look, I'll be thinking of you. I'll be thinking of you, Becky. Just Thank to you. be a smart aleck. Yeah, because that's just ridiculous. Like, mind your business. That's why people get into situations that they can't get out of, or that just make things worse. When you are not minding your business. Mm-hmm. But but if it had escalated, the black lady would have been the one taken to jail that night. Yeah, because she would have started crying tears. Yeah. And then it would have been over with. I don't even want to talk about those tears because I've been affected recently. I'm about to get mad. Um, did, did you see where Alexis... Um, so, backtrack. Serena Williams wanted Italian for supper. Guess what her husband did? Uh, he flew his boo to Italy. I mean, duh. Because if you can't get Italian food from Italy, where what the hell can you get it from? <laughs> oh, my gosh. And you know what? I ain't mad at Serena. I ain't mad at Serena. I ain't even gonna go into it, but listen, all of these people that you see with all this money, like these Floyd Mayweathers and all these people, all these harems of women, I don't see none of them doing that. Mm-mm. Can't. You got too many women. All they doing is getting you pregnant and they acting like they don't know you. Right. Nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. So, big up to Alexis and his wife. Yeah. And they kids. I like them. Oh, yeah. And the baby, Olympia. That's uh, such a cute name for their, like, nobody else can name their baby Olympia but Serena. What? I know plenty of girls named Olympia. Well, I don't. Uh, that's the only one I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's just fitting. It's a prevalent name in the black community. I don't know. Not one person named Olympia. 
I don't. Okay. I promise I'm not being sarcastic. I'm, I'm not blaming you. I, mean, I do that's... not know anybody named Olympia. Okay. I don't mean to say it like that, but I just don't know anybody. <laughs> but I think that that's a fitting name yes, for, for their Serena's child. daughter. Absolutely. I think I agree. I guess that's what I should say. Um, but I do want to talk about something a little bit more serious. So okay. yesterday, which today is Monday, you guys were the Tuesday, but yesterday, which was Sunday, there was um, a stabbing in Oakland at the BART station. So mm-hmm. um, two sisters, um, one being eight, the youngest being 18 years old, they were um, on or at the BART station coming back from a memorial for Nia's um, boyfriend who passed away two years ago. And I think in a, like a drowning accident. And um, apparently they were randomly, and I'm using that with air quotes, um, stabbed by a white male with short hair wearing a red striped shirt. They were both cut in the neck. Mm -hmm. Nia's older sister, and her name starts with a T. I want to say it's like Tania or Tanisha or something like that. But the older sister is okay and went to the hospital for her injuries and was treated. But Nia actually passed away from her um, injuries and they have now identified the guy and his name is John Cowell. Um, So he's on the run in Oakland right now. And I just feel like this whole act, like this random act is a complete bullshit. He probably stabbed him because he's a racist. He's probably white supremacist and just seen these two random helpless black girls minding their own business Mm -hmm. and decided that he wanted to stab them. Right. So, for those of you who aren't familiar, the BART is kind of like, you know, the subway station in, mm-hmm. in New York. I know because when we um, work out of California, out of San Francisco, you can get on the BART station, like, right in front of my job. So, you just, you know, go below and hop on, wait for the train, get your ticket, just like in New York or D.C. or whatever. Um, and there are usually a lot of people, not as many as in New York, but... Um, I could see why they would try to say that it was at random, but he probably selected them for that reason, for you know, because yeah. they were women and because they were black and because they were, you know, not protected. And apparently, one of the witnesses said that the girls were like standing behind him waiting to get on. Um, <clears throat> and he didn't actually see it, but he turned around and saw them like bleeding and stuff. Yes. And so my thing is like, did you come up like from behind and do this to them like a coward? Like probably, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like what can you do? Because it had to be be quick, right? What can you do? Right. Like what could you do if somebody done that to you? Nothing. Hold your hold your wound and and pray you don't bleed out. And then it was just so I'm so sad for her family and yes, she was coming back from a memorial for her deceased boyfriend, boyfriend. that has been he passed away like two years ago and they. We're talking to his dad, and his dad was just like, you know, I work at whatever the the closest hospital is. He was like, I work there, and he was like, and this is the stuff that I see at work. I never thought that I would be in this. And then you could just hear somebody in the background just like screaming and screaming and screaming and crying. And he was like, I come up here and see my daughter dead laying under a tarp. Yeah, it was just it it was just very very sad. And I hope that they find him and his ass goes under the jail. Mind you, there are still people getting killed in Florida. Somebody just got killed in Florida recently. Um, and apparently they're going to get off because of the stand your ground law, even though they initiated the argument. So it was apparently, um, an argument in Florida over a handicap space. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what was the guy's name? I, I don't think I wrote down his name, but, um, uh, Draca, 
that was that was the guy who um, actually did the shooting. So Michael Drake of 47 approached um, Brittany Jacobs, who was in the car outside of a gas station in a handicapped spot, and they had an argument. Right. So she had her son with her and as well as her boyfriend. So I don't know if they got out and went in the store and the Drake, the Drake, the 47-year-old followed them in, but there was a scuffle. He got pushed and then he instantly pulled out a gun and shot um, Jacob's boyfriend and killed him. And they're basically saying it is what it is because it was a violent scuffle. He pushed him. And so when he stood up, he was within his rights to kill him. And there you have it. Unbelievable. Mm Mm-hmm. McLaughlin. That was the guy's name who got killed. So his yeah. name, his last, his name was Marquise McLaughlin. And this just happened on the 19th. So yeah. this was just a couple of days ago. So y'all just be careful out there. It's not going to stop. It's, it really is not going to stop. I mean, and I think that we should do all that we can. You know, we should advocate. We should continue to have these conversations. But at the end of the day, we're going to have to start doing something from a, a political standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and changing things around and, um, you know, putting people in, you know, positions of power that are able to make changes on our behalf, because if not, then things will never change. They'll they'll remain the exact same. And I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not an advocate for violence, but get you, get, get your legal weapon. Right. Cause they got your legal weapon. They have theirs. I'm serious. That's a whole nother conversation for another day, but that is important. Yeah. Um, and it's so funny because I can't remember the name of the town right now, but we were just discussing a place. Um, somebody was telling me about a town where you have to, gosh, it was at work. Somebody was telling me about a, a place in the United States where you cannot live there. And it technically it's not enforced, but you cannot live there if you don't have a firearm and they have like almost no crime. Yeah, because you know that everybody got a gun. That's right. Everybody can defend themselves. Um, I know I, m- I mentioned politics a few seconds ago. Um, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, RNC, the uh, Republican National Convention panel, earlier this week recommended, or last week rather, recommended that the convention in 2020 take place in Charlotte over Las Vegas. So we have the a larger number of hotels. Um, we're than Las Vegas? To, we're closer to a major airport. Now, that is, that is true. Uh-huh. And um and that we demonstrate the um, fundraising ability. So after the committee made the suggestion, then the North Carolina or the Charlotte City Council narrowly, this is their words, not mine, and they were apprehensive about um approving the plans to host it. But I think it was last Monday, so one week from today, the day we're recording, um they said, okay, we'll go ahead. Um, some of the co- members were concerned, you know, we had the Democratic um, convention here when Barack Obama was mm-hmm. going up for re-election. Um, and this quote came from Mayor Vilal. She said, I believe this convention conveys a positive message supporting our city's belief in acceptance and inclusion. That was a tweet of hers on Friday continuing to say this is our uh, opportunity to once again put Charlotte in the international spotlight to demonstrate the democratic process and two-party system that we deeply value. So the DNC is likely to take place in Houston or um, Miami Beach or Milwaukee. I would love to go in Miami. Right. Um, So in July, 
of 2020. Yeah. Um, so just want to quickly, if you guys are in Charlotte where we're based, those members of the committee who agreed to have the um, RNC come here are Mayor Vilaos, of course, Mayor Pro Tem Julie uh, Eselt, I believe that's how you pronounce her name, Council members at large, James Mitchell Jr. and Braxton Winston II. Uh, Dimple Amira, Council Member District 1, uh, Larkin Eagleston, Council, Council Member District 2, Justin Harlow, Council Member District 3, Lawana Mayfield, District 4, Gregory Phipps, um, District 5, Matt Newton, uh, District 6, Tariq Bakari, and District 7, Edmund Driggs, Edmund Driggs. So, there's been a lot of controversy, actually, this past week about having the RNC here in Charlotte. Um, just saying, you know, why would we want that kind of racism? Why would we want that kind of bigotry? Other people are saying it's going to bring a lot of money, money to the that's city. That's all it's about. And um, I just want them, can they put Can they put a white tax? Like they put a black tax on the Not going to happen, buddy. Not going to happen. That was my only issue. I'm like, do whatever you want to. Um, I know people were talking about leaving town during that time. I'm like, who? You can't run me away from home Listen, because I'm not you... doing that. Because let me tell you what I'm finna do. You know where I live? Mm-hmm. My house gonna be. Listen, it's gonna look like a hotel, mm-hmm. and I'ma charge that. Yeah, you come here and stay because I'ma make all the. I'ma charge you. Right. You can stay right on here. Right. Mm-hmm. You can come stay with me. Airbnb, and yeah. then we gonna go out and buy some Alex and Ani girl. Okay. <laughs> Because <laughs> if we can't wear Alex and Annie, what, what the hell can we wear? You feel me? I mean, y'all made to come up on us. Y'all, y'all always making to come up on us. I'm about to make one on you, okay? Truly. I'm about to get a come up on you. Truly. Mm-hmm. $1,000 a week. So there's a lot of controversy Her surrounding room. it, but your thoughts, you're fine with them coming here? I'm fine with them coming here um, because at the end of the day, Y'all can't do shit to me. Right. And if if everyone has a problem with it on uh, November the 6th, y'all all need to be, or the 8th, or whatever, whenever midterm elections is. I can't remember the exact day. It's that Tuesday. Um, the, the first Tuesday in November, everybody needs to vote. They are purging voter registration polls. Yes, they are. Speak. If you're not using it, they're taking you off. So don't show up on the day thinking that you're going to vote if you have not verified that you are registered to vote. That is how we get them back. I'm just concerned about people gathering there to protest and then it becoming a huge mess when at the end of the day that is not going to do anything right they're gonna be here he's already in office the way that you get them is to go to the polls right and vote run and vote don't boo. vote and run yeah. don't boo, don't boo. Right. vote so I, I mean i don't have a problem with them um coming i just would like to see the city tax them like they tax us when we have ciaa or like i know they're going to tax people um for all-star weekend because let's be honest it's going to be an influx of black folks coming to all-star weekend and listen i ain't uh discriminatory when it comes to the green because y'all can stay at my house too i'm charging you too like (laughs) i do not care okay like mm, come on over y'all can stay too buy me a hamburger when you get your coins as long as you got a major credit card we can work so Mm -hmm. i'm not worrying about it but i just want them to charge them and 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 do those same tactics that they do to us and i just want all of us to go out and vote so when it comes midterm elections and the house um or or congress gets back semi-blue or or closer to 
to being half and half, then we can actually do some things. But going up, this is what I do not want. I don't want y'all to go up there and block traffic for no good reason, to be on TV with your shirts off, acting crazy, breaking window. I don't want that because that is counterproductive to what we're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. Because they ain't do none of that. They just went and voted. They ain't do none of that. What you're saying is because because if we're talking about blocking traffic, that sounds like protest. And I do, under some circumstances, believe in protest. And that protest should be uncomfortable for those, you know, who are not on the side of rights. I really do believe that. However, I'm trying to understand what you're saying. Are you saying don't put your energy there, just put it at the voting polls? That, and my thing with protesting is, what are you protesting? If they all go and just stand and block traffic, what what exactly are you protesting? Because there's so much shit going on. Are you just protesting because they're here? Because it's not gonna it's not gonna stop. They're gonna come here. They're gonna be here. Right. So you're just going to stand out there to do what? After you leave, after it's after we've after we've been all on TV, they start shooting rubber bullets, we look like troublemakers, all of these businesses get destroyed. I'm not saying this is gonna happen, but this no, is no, no. when it escalates, this is what happens. Maybe they after thought process. That, then what? Maybe their thought process is if we protest and prohibit some people from going, I'm I'm not saying that I'm going to be out there. Because I I will protest if I feel like the cause is appropriate, that's right? What, now, that's what I'm all for, protest. Okay. But you're not about to get me out here in the street and you ain't got, we just going to go home? Like, what are we, what's going to happen after we do this? Because that is where the change comes. The protest really is just to bring awareness to whatever is going on. Right, but, but we what, already know what's going we on. We already so. know. So, what is the plan? Like, what are you going to do action-wise? Okay. That's my whole thing. Because there's too many people out here, just like the boy that got that got shot by the police. They try to blame it on somebody else. That boy is dead and for what? Because nothing, nothing changed. Right. Y'all, because this was, was this before Trump? No, uh, no, I don't think it was. Like, when did I know this is gonna be sound crazy, but I think whenever the bad the day the bad boy reunion happened, when was that? That was in uh, September, so this was before Trump. September, yeah, that was before that was before Trump. Okay, so my thing is, we did that, and then that was the same night, right? And then what? That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we just have to get smarter about this, okay, or or like. I don't want to give away the second part of... Do you mind? About what? Because I'm about to give away something that happened on Dear White People. No, I don't. You know, I don't care about spoilers. Okay, so this is a spoiler. If you are watching Dear White People, the um, second season, and you don't want to hear, you need to fast forward a little bit. But they... What they did as a form of protest mm-hmm. was actually meaningful. So, they brought a speaker kind of like... a. That what's the Candace girl that is all over Kanye now? The one that is this weird conservative chick. Yeah, I always forget her last name until I see Oliver, the paper. Candace again. Oliver. Yeah. They br- they brought somebody like that to the campus when the more you know left leaning students and you know the minority students wanted to bring someone like a, a Van Jones or Angela Rod. Yes. So the Angela Rod type person got canceled, but the Ken- Candace Oliver person didn't. So. When it came time to sell the tickets, tickets sold out immediately. Right. So the police were all prepping, like, you know, it's going to be this, and some people don't want her there, and da 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 da. So when she comes out on stage, all of the blacks and minorities had sold out the auditorium. 
Yeah. And, and just sat there. So you came in to say all this bullshit about us. So now you have to say it to us because we're all here. They It was completely sold out to all of these students because somebody hacked into the system and only allowed them to buy the tickets. So that is an impact. It is. It was, it was no vibe. That, that that's like all shit. So now I got to get up here and say all this shit to y'all. Who did the money go to? I don't know where the money she went She still to. got paid. She still got paid, but it's just, to me, doing things like that, smart things like that, okay. that makes an impact. Black, smart, and proud things. Oh, yeah. Like, that That makes an impact. Or, like, if you know where there's going to be, like, a huge group, go in there and just go sit down and eat. Take up the they, what That's you do? very true. What you going to do, put me out? I'm eating. Right. That should have been black restaurant. <laughs> yeah, see stuff like that's what I'm talking about. Like just just be smarter about it because I'm just tired of seeing us portrayed to be something that we're not and to just willingly put our bodies at risk for nothing because like when you think about the freedom riders and Martin Luther King and all those people that marched for civil rights, they were the people that lost their lives they were actually doing right. it for something. It was action behind the protest. They, they were, were organized. They were organized. They were strategic. They were showing up. Mm-hmm. They were voting. They were driving each other around when they had the boycotts. It was systemic. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it made an impact. So I feel like that's the only time that protesting is worth your while is if you're going to follow it up and make a significant impact. And I'm going to get off of my spiel about it. No, no, no. <laughs> that that was too No, it's all good. That was very good. Even what you said was impactful. And, I, you know, there are some things I agree with and some things, you know, that I disagree with. And there are things that, you know, other people, our listeners will feel the exact same way. But that was still, that was good talk. I appreciate it. I just don't want y'all to get, I just don't want y'all, I just don't want another life, another life to be lost. And then... When it when the time comes for us to make an actual difference, there's no voter turnout. Right. Cause, so that is the first step. I do agree that 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 part is the first step. Making sure that you are registered to vote. Making sure you're registered in the right area. Making sure that you go to the right place to vote. Make sure your friends, your parents, your siblings, if you have children who are of voting age, if your children are not of voting age, you know they can still volunteer. If your children are like about to be voting age, they can go. You can go ahead and pre-register them so that when their birthday hits, you know they're good to go. Like all of those things are important. And then finding out who you're voting for, what their stance Mm -hmm. is. Just because they are democratic, democratic does not mean that they Mm -hmm. have your best interest at heart. Just because they are a certain ethnicity doesn't mean Mm -hmm. they have your best interest at heart. Like you. Listen, it's work, and that's the thing. That's People the thing. are fundamentally lazy, and I don't mean it as an Thank insult. You. Like we all find easier ways to get things done because, as a general rule, like nobody wants to work hard, right? Nobody wants to work hard on purpose, but this takes work. Mm-hmm. And no matter what, whether you're listening to this podcast and we give you a little bit, or whether you're listening to pundits and they give you a lot, like. Nobody can do the work for you, like all of the work for you. We can give you a little bit. You got to do the rest on your own. You got to do the research. You can get somebody to pick you up and take you to the voting polls. But if you don't walk in there and get your sticker and sign, you know, sign in and go in and, you know, punch or whether it's electronic or whatever, depending on whether you live in the country or not. Um, 
and do it yourself, then it just won't get done. No. And there's nothing you can complain about. Nothing. Absolutely you not. You can that. walk up and down the street. You can do whatever, but it's not going to matter. And not just the big elections. The small ones it's that are ones impacting that you directly, even down to stuff like the superintendent. Yes. All of those things system, matter. All of this stuff matters because you can't complain about you don't have X, Y, Z and your kids don't have this when you don't even know who the superintendent is. Your, pre- your face isn't even known at the school. You're not voting in the local um, elections to, to vote the people in that manage the budgets for the schools. You don't have anything to do with that, but you want to complain. What are you complaining for? Fact. What are you complaining for? Because you're not doing anything to make the situation better. That's all I'm saying. I love a good protest, but it has to have some oomph. It got to have some impact, and it's got to be organized, and there needs to be a plan. Because the more we protest and the more we threaten boycott and threaten po- uh, protest and don't do anything with it, it loses its effect. Mm-hmm. It's like, I ain't going to do nothing. They just going to come out here and cause a little bit of disturbance. We're going to arrest some We're gonna of them. We're going to arrest them, and, them and, da, 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 and then it's gonna, we're going to go on about our business. Right. No. That's all I'm saying. That's just my whole protest spiel. I like it. And don't invite me to no protest. I'm going to invite you to I'm a protest. I'm going to invite you. Don't invite me Come to Come on, now. You know if I invite you, it matters. It depends on what it is. All right. You invite me to some a black woman protest, I'm going to go. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I'm going to invite you to an R. Kelly protest. Y'all, no, I can't even fool with y'all because. You're not going to come to my R. Kelly protest. Right? I ain't doing that. No. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't doing that. Like, the aura. Because I'm going to be honest. You know I am about my boy, God. Mm-hmm. I cannot promise you that I won't be listening to TP2. Ma'am. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I stood by my Kanye boycott. Okay? I'm still going strong. Because given what I got from Petunia, I only listened to it once. So, <laughs> I didn't give Kanye too many spins. <sighs> But I can't, I, I just can't honestly say that I won't, I'm not saying that I'm listening to it now, that I just want to listen to it, but I can't say that there, what if somebody break my heart and I got to listen to when a woman's fed up and scream and cry in my house? Girl, you can listen to Korean Bailey Ray and keep it moving. No, I need, she was raised in Illinois, <laughs> right outside of Chicago. But you weren't. It don't matter, I feel it in my spirit. <laughs> what are and we going to do? Yes, come on, but... Hopefully, I won't get heartbroken again. No, so I don't, we don't need that. To, to look, we don't need that in your life. But I'm just saying, you know how I am about my boy, guys. But if it's something that's really going to make a difference with something, I would be willing to do it. But we got to have a plan. Mm-hmm. Everybody need to participate and stick with it and mm-hmm. not do it for five minutes and then be like, oh, no. Yep, meet, organize, have a plan. You know, everybody needs to have a job. Right. You know, because when you're, when you have a, part and what's going on you feel more invested and organizing is is a big part look at like in the civil rights where they would have like basically protest practice Mm -hmm. where they sit there like (laughs) this is what's gonna happen when somebody spits in your face this is what's gonna happen what are you gonna do when somebody sprays water on you you know what i'm saying how are you you going to link up your arms whenever you know they try to break through you or when they're yelling at you, where you can feel their hot breath on your face. Like, what are you going to do? Or they're pouring condiments on you. Yep. Um, the instances where, you know, they have meetings. Like, you try to organize these days, and nobody wants to meet up at the church to kind of talk about, like, what needs to happen next. No, because everybody got a problem with the church. Everybody got church. I'm that don't have listen, nothing. Well, 
I am sick of people. That's a whole nother subject, but just just coming together. Let's not even mention the church thing then, right? But that's a where, building. Okay. Period. Say, because that's that's where we met. Right. Because it was our right, right, right. that was but, our safe space. But it's not safe. It wasn't really safe then. It's right. Definitely not safe now. You know, with all like the manual nine. It's, but there are more black businesses. I'm just saying, like even if somebody opened their business up to us, like yeah. there's not as big a turnout as there should be. No. Because it's got to be leaders. Mm-hmm. It's got to be followers. Right. It's got to be chiefs. And it's got to be. And it's got to be. There's that girl. We talked so long, we never even got to the actual subject. But that's okay, because this was good content. It was good, and it needed to be. I'm glad you brought up the RNC, because I wasn't even. Yeah. I wasn't even going to touch on that. And then, too, you guys need to be, like, go and read up on what is going on politically. Yep. Start looking at the the people that are being put out there in the forefront to potentially run for office, um, not only in the midterms, but, I mean, 2020 is going to be here before you know yes, it. Yes, it will. It's, um, it's, the end, it's almost the end of 2018. Yeah. Like, get ready. So, it's about to get, it's about to gear up. If, I mean, if you're independent, if you're, whatever you are, find out where those organizations are, contact them, see if they need assistance, see, because, I mean, you just don't know, like, what good that will do you to actually see how this works and see how important it is, excuse me, to be a part of it. And everybody can't go and volunteer their time, but, I mean, as long as you scroll on Instagram, you can go read an article about who's running. That's it. Ain't that it? And, you can um, read an article. You can go to the, the the Facebook pages of these organizations, and whenever they have debates or events, they live stream all of that stuff. Correct. So, I mean, just get yourself informed. Be educated about what's about what's what's going on, because then you will be able to speak truth to power, and you won't have to have anybody telling you, you know, something that is just ass backwards. Like you'll know these things for yourself, and then you'll be more willing to execute the plan. And to exercise your right as an American citizen. Exactly. And voting, um, just to recap, voting takes place for, for the primaries November the 6th. Yes, November yes, the 6th. I can't 6th. remember if it was the 8th or the 6th, but I know it's always that first Tuesday in November. And as we said before, you have um, um, you, you have a certain amount of days that you can register beforehand. And if you don't register before, the 17-day period of early voting, you can register that day. But then after that, don't wrap. show up on that day thinking you're finna vote. Because they'll, they'll let you write on the paper, but it will not count. So don't even get your feelings hurt. Make sure you're registered. Start researching the candidates. And then, too, think about what is important to you. That is think a good one. Think about what matters to you. Right. Because you got to know your why. Know your why because why are you voting for someone just because they're black that that doesn't even believe or stand for anything that you stand for? Right. Or just because somebody is a woman. Right. Or just because somebody is a man. Somebody is a man because you know y'all be doing it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, really research this thing and make an informed decision about who you're voting for. And then once we get someone, like once the primaries are over and this is our person, just the way them white women came together in these red states and all over the world and put everything aside to get this man in office, y'all need to do the same. I don't want to hear all of this. Well, 20 years ago, she lied. Well, five years ago, she had an email. Well, 10 years ago, he cheated on his wife. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Because that's the thing that makes me upset about us. They did not care about that. They put all of that mess aside to get what they wanted. But what they felt was the greater good. Whether we believed that it was or not, 
they came together and got what they wanted. Correct. So we have to do the same thing. And don't get me started up in here because I will go off. You hear me? I mean, you've been snapping all day, so you might as well continue. I will go off. Tiffany, go ahead because I ain't let you get a word. I'm going to be quiet. No, you're good. I'm going to be quiet. I just want to know. No, you're not going to be quiet because I got another question. Not for me. Ask the people, but they can't answer you. They can't answer me. (laughs) (laughs) What are you talking about? Um... I want to know, man, listen, what made you laugh or gave you joy this week? That's where I want to go with this. Okay. Y'all know I love Mike Epps. Uh-huh. And if you don't know, now you, now you know. know, nigga. Okay. <laughs> I love Mike Epps, and they are currently doing a Dolomite movie. Oh, I did not see that. Yeah. And Wesley Snipes is in it. And other than White Men Can't Jump and I think Jungle Fever a little bit, you know, you always see Wesley Snipes in like these serious roles. Agreed. Or, you know, brownish. And Mike Epps uploaded a video of Wesley Snipes doing his best crip walk for Snoop Dogg. And when I tell you it was... Are you serious? I, I, I gotta like see times. it. I'm like, not Nino Brown in here doing a crip walk. Like, it was so... But was he good, good. It was good. No, no, no. He wasn't, he wasn't good, good at it. At it. Okay. But it was just interesting to see him be that silly because I just never really thought of Wesley Snipes as being that silly. But um, that that made me laugh. And I don't know when the movie is coming out, but they all have, like, the, the afros and, like, the pork chop sideburns and the mustache. Like, it, it's gonna be good. So I'm just interested to see that, and it was hilarious to see Wesley Snipes doing it, doing his best crit walk. It was hilarious. So that's what made me laugh. What what made you I laugh? I love you. Um, I love that. I mean, I love you too, though. I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you follow Brother Nature on um Instagram. Mm-mm. Okay, well he's the young guy who um I don't know. They call him like the Deer Whisperer. Okay, and so. He's the one where um, he has a deer named Tay-Tay and a deer named Canela. Oh, my God. And so I gather that he's, like, gotten them to continue to come around because he goes to the grocery store and he buys, like, a (laughs) whole bunch of, like, carrots and stuff for them to eat. And he, like, hand feeds them so they come around all the time. But, girl. Hand hand feeding a deer? They will kick you. Yes, they will kick you. And kill you. Yes, they will. But anyway, these are like small fawns, I guess, for now. And uh, it's just funny to like hear him talking. I'm going to see if like I can get it to play a little bit. Wow. Y'all are not going to believe this. Look at this two-timing, family-hopping doe. Look at her. Oh, come on now, Tay-Tay. Don't walk away now, Tay-Tay. I caught you again with your family, Tay-Tay. Wow. Wow. You know what? It is nothing against y'all, but this dope, man, y'all can have her, man. That dope, she no good, man. She no good. Man, to be honest, I'm just dumbfounded because the last time me and Tay-Tay spoke, we was talking about how Latino lives matter and we got to stick together. And look at her, trying to crawl back into my life. Nah, go back with your Caucasian family, Tay-Tay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she but, was in the car. She was basically in the car with him. But it's just funny because um, he's got a lot of videos like that. And there's another dope, not a hoe, but a dope, like, um, named Canela. And he's, like, always fussing at them or, like, showing them a lot of love and stuff like that. Aww. And one time he was able to get, like, his chain around one of the doe's necks. And then she took off running. <gasps> so she, like, snatched. Basically, he was trying to say she snatched 
snatched his chain. And the next day when she came, the chain was like nowhere to be found. So he can't find it. But it's just funny because like he has this interaction. But that just tickled me because he was like, no, go back over there with your Caucasian right. family. Right. We talking about Latino lives matter every day. <laughs> yeah, that but he, he's the he's the doe whisperer or the um the deer whisperer or whatever. So that, that tickled me. It just made me laugh. Anything you don't want the people to forget? Um, yes, there are some things that I don't want the people to forget. Honey, let me go into my bomb pilot and figure out what it I had said or whatever. Please hurry. That I did. Oh, oh, <laughs> not oh, rushing, oh, just saying, please oh, find your stuff. You do not do me that way. I do have something I want to talk to y'all about on the next show. Remind me, it's got something to do with Sherry Shepard. Um, so one thing that I wanted to, um, mention to the people so that they don't forget is just trying to get more events out there that are not like necessarily the same things over and over again that we can participate in because everybody has different, um, interests. Mm -hmm. So there is a, um, uh, an establishment or a business in, um, um, what am I thinking? Camp North Inn and it's called... Um, Black Tech Charlotte. Yes. And on July the 27th, 2018 at 6 p.m., they're having um, a presentation called Diamonds in the Rough, and it's a presentation of overlooked startups in Charlotte. So, I mean, everybody is getting in on a startup situation, investing, or coming up with ideas. It's probably a good way to network, meet people, especially if you're involved in tech, or even if you're just interested in tech, because Right now, technology basically rules our lives. Um, and so it's, once again, located at Black Tech Charlotte in Camp North End. And that address is 1824 Statesville Avenue, Charlotte, NC, 28206. And that event starts um, at 6 p.m. on July 27th, 2018. So I felt like that's probably um, something that, you know, local folks might want to attend. Um, it's just so much stuff going on. It's it's Black Food Truck Friday yes. this week because it's Black Restaurant Week, right, in Charlotte? It's definitely Restaurant Week. I'm not sure if... I, I don't know, but it's definitely Restaurant Week. Okay. Because it's for 10 days, right? And part of it was last week. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it feeds over into this week. Okay. So um, that is something that I wanted to mention. What do you have? I don't have anything that I don't want you guys to forget. Um, I will be traveling to San Francisco, so actually I'll miss the Black Tech um, Charlotte event. But I'm hoping if they don't stream it, maybe they'll record some of it. And if not, then hopefully some of my peers will go and be able to give me enough information to, you know, kind of utilize it after I get back. Um, You guys just, you know, send your prayers with me as I fly to and fro from Charlotte to San Francisco and back. The world is a crazy place and anything can happen. Um, But I had a praying grandmother. Yes. So um there's that. Uh and I just want to I know I mentioned it at the top of the show and be talked about it a little bit, but I just wanna, you know, give my fiance another shout out and um just wanna say that I'm really excited about, you know, this upcoming year and all of the planning. So, you know, keep us in your prayers with that as well. What's your good word for the good people? Um, it's really short and sweet because I feel like I didn't just talk to y'all's head off. This you day. had a lot to get off your chest, and we let you do it because we love you. So I had a lot to get off. I think you did, and it's okay because... Is it really okay? Yeah. You think I mean, because... Like, getting on their nerves or whatever? No. Oh. They wouldn't listen if you did. <laughs> um, 
My good word is just this, and I don't really got too much to elaborate, but it basically is just get out of your feelings because ain't no money in there. That's all I got to say. I ain't never heard that. Get out Did your you feel- get, was that on your own? No, I got that from Pastor Girl. Get, get out, out your, your feelings because ain't, ain't no, no money, money in, in there. there. I added ain't no money in there. But oh, get out okay. Your feelings. I was like... <laughs> Because when you are in your feelings and you soaking and you thinking about what somebody else doing, what they got, what you ain't got, that is time that you can't get back that you could have been getting yours. Mm -hmm. So just get out of your feelings. Get out of your own head. Because half the time, the stuff that we are manufacturing, the drama that we're manufacturing in our minds, it's not even there. Get out of your feelings. That's true. Not to say that you can't have your moments, but process it and then just jump on up out of there. Because ain't, ain't no good in there. Ain't no money in there. Ain't no love in there. Ain't no peace in there. Right. Unless some, unless it's happy feelings. But if you emotional or you're downtrodden about some stuff you can't control, like, girl, or, uh, bruh, get out of there. Because we, we ending up 2018. We going into 2019. We got to get our mindset. I'm already we, there. We got to renew our mindset on things. I and am I, already there. This wasn't even going to be my good word. But... I was in my feelings yesterday okay. about stuff that I ain't got no control over. Right. I and and, and frankly, it ain't even my business. Right. It's not even any of my business because it don't nothing. It don't concern me. None of my business. <laughs> it's none of my business. It's none of my business. Shout out to Mr. Hotspot. So yeah. just get out your feelings. Get out of them. It's so crazy because one of my friends, Kyle Santillian, he's um on radio in Chicago now at WCG uh, I think it's 107.5 but he had posted something on his I think on Instagram now they have like IGTV and I clicked on his IGTV this past week or like a week ago and he was basically saying the same thing and it was like good feelings and bad feelings because if you stay too long you're gonna miss what's coming next and and I and I saw this um good uh quote on IG it was basically like as, as far as feelings go, even if you are feeling like yesterday, even though I I felt the way I felt, and yes. sometimes I get in my own head and get in my feelings, it's good to even feel that for the moment yes. because you you still alive. That's you're right. You still human. You still have you know use of all of your emotions. You still feel. You're not right. numb to what's going on in your life. You're still here. And so then you know when something good comes, and when you do get good feelings, you can enjoy them for what they are and keep going. So. Just, just, just get out of your feelings. Like I feel like that is one thing that has hindered me from a lot is because I will get in my feelings. Yeah, I will, and I'll stay in that little cocoon, honey, right on my couch with a blanket. Right, I'll be right there in the feelings. Just send me a text message that says uh, Drake hashtag Drake, and I will come and get you. Okay, hashtag okay. Drake. And one more thing that I want to say, and I've been meaning to say it, and I don't, I'm not sure if I said it before but i'm gonna say it again if i didn't um i wanted to make mention of one of our fellow rams that has been battling breast cancer Mm -hmm. um tanisha um gist is it gist or gist you know gist so i think i just want to say this i remember when i was at winston and i used to always see nisha and she was just always fly Yes. And she's just always smiling. Gorgeous. And she's just always sweet. And just the fact that she's willing to share this journey with us. She just had a double mastectomy. She's so young and she's got so much life ahead of her. So if you are um, a Ram and you know Nisha, just go to her IG. 
Um, and it's at King underscore ASAP Nisha. A-S-A-P-N-E-I-S-H-A. And in her bio, she has um, a GoFundMe account because you know, like, dealing with cancer and being out of it's work expensive. and treatments and stuff is very, very expensive. And she has a goal of $5,000 and she's already at $4,100. So if you can give her $5, you give her $10. She'll it, get there. It, she will get there. Even if you just get on her page and say, go girl, you got this. We rooting for you. Hashtag Nisha Strong something because I have lost a family member to breast cancer mm-hmm. and it is not it's just not a good situation. Right. So if you know her and you love her um, or you just remember her, you know, just by passing through Winston or just seeing her, just go give her some love. And women, if you listening, check your damn boobies. Mm-hmm. Check your boobies. She took some boss photos the day. Yes. The day. I think it was the day before her. Mm-hmm, um, the day before. Me. So just. She looks just so beautiful. Go give her some love. And I just wanted to make sure that I said that because like. At least, you know, she's able to do this and show us and get treatment and get her breast removed and keep fighting. But there are a lot of people who did not make it that far. So, you know, it's just we have to celebrate those who are winning this fight. Right. And and be grateful that they're they're allowing us to see it and to just show us. You know, I just feel like when I see people like that on my timeline, it just. Like that helps you get out of your feelings. Yeah, it's a reminder no that like, reason. what's the excuse? You ain't got no reason to be in your feelings. Fact. So if you guys went to Winston and you know her, just go give her some love. If you don't, if you yeah, don't, yeah, if you're an HBCU graduate, if you're a woman, if you're black, if you're a person, if you're breathing, if you're an alien, like we don't care. Go give the girl, you know, five ten dollars. You know, yeah. you spare your lunch money for one day and make a, a peanut butter sandwich. Right, right. Because somebody out there needs that encouragement. True. Thank you for sharing that. I meant to share it last week, but it slipped my mind. But I was like, I got to see somebody, Nisha, because she was always just so sweet to me. Absolutely. So. Um, my good word for the good people is, okay, so let me give you a little backstory. I know that I said at the beginning or somewhere at the beginning of the show that I was with my goddaughter towards the end of the week. Mm-hmm. We spent a significant amount of time together. I was preparing for my engagement party. She helped me a lot with that. And so we were doing different things. Um over the last few days and I took her to Mint Hill to get some ice cream at a at one of the local ice cream parlors that makes like homemade ice cream and absolutely girl (laughs) I will take you on um but we were sitting down so she is nine years old and once we got our ice cream we were sitting down and we were talking about school I was having her fill me in on like what's been going on and everything and somehow we got into a conversation about racism and then the things that she was saying led me to tell her like, well, really that's prejudice and explaining like the difference between racism and prejudice, how they play, you know, a role with one another, but they're not the same thing. We were talking about fake friends and pageantry and all of these things, world history. She's nine. And first of all, it was just a reminder of my childhood. And I remember thinking like, man, at, at a young age, like I wish people would talk to me like a person and not like, Mm-hmm. some imbecile so to have this very candid conversation with this nine-year-old at an age-appropriate level of course because yeah. you know I always say there's an age-appropriate way to discuss everything you know under the sun um but anyway we spend a significant amount of time time with one another we had some really good conversations and there's something that she's been going through mm-hmm. something age-appropriate 
Um, but every time I noticed like over the three day span that we were together, every time somebody asked her a question regarding it with relation to her age, she would, she would answer them appropriately. And then she would explain. And it was, it was making me so upset because I could see like the disdain in her face when she was trying to get it out or explain or feeling like she had to. And so I waited until the three days were over. And when I was getting ready to take her back to her other aunt to drop her off, I pulled her over and I said, let me tell you something. I was like, I've watched you over the last few days do this thing. And I want you to stop because you don't owe anyone an explanation. And I was also talking to myself because that's something that I battled with in the past, like growing up into my adult life from a child to an adult thinking that I had to answer and provide the explanation as to how I got there on something that's personal. Mm-hmm. And I said, I know that you're a child and I know that you have to um, answer adults. You can't say what I can say because I would tell them it's none of their business. But you can answer the the question appropriately and you don't owe anyone anything else. Mm-hmm. And so th- I just want to remind you guys, like, you don't owe the explanation. If this is not... If you're not explaining it to someone who is impacted by what's going on, you don't owe that explanation. And you mentioned it earlier. I already had it down as my good word, but then you mentioned it with regards to Michelle Williams. Mm -hmm. When you were talking about her, like going in and explaining the, you know, why and everything. She doesn't owe it Mm -hmm. and you don't either. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my good word. Just be sure that you're not giving out too much information because people don't deserve it and you that's don't so, owe it. That's so good. I, that happened to me, and I don't want to go on because we've been talking. It's okay. But that happened to me, and I realized, like, I told this person so much. Mm-hmm. And I was like, why do I even tell them that? Right. What can they, they do they with the information? They don't deserve to even know. I don't even know you enough to you. You know, but you know people, you think you're being polite. People just start asking you mm-hmm. stuff. You answer, but then it's like, well, who are you? Like, why are you asking me so many questions? Mm-hmm. I don't, what do I need to be telling you this stuff for? I learned that from another friend of mine. You start asking her too many questions and she will flip it on you really fast. And the only way she'll continue in a conversation with you by answering questions is if you start providing answers too. But if you're like apprehensive with your business, then it's like, well, why are you asking me so many questions? Because right. now you're not being transparent. So what are you doing with the information that I'm giving you? Why do you need to know it? Right. That's important. It is. So that's my good word. Anything else? No, that's pretty much it, girl. I've been walking and stuff. Fantastic. This is my call to action to you guys um, this week. Feel inspired. Find something that inspires you and run with that. I know we've heard it a million times before. We only get one life and we got to like live it. There's so many stipulations we put on the things that we're doing. Like, oh, I will do this when I get here. I'll do that when I get to this status. I have to have this much money first or I have to be at this weight before I wear a bathing suit. Or, you know, I'll ask for this promotion after this person gets that or after I get to this status, even though, you know, you're working your behind off and you can do the work anyway, like just Go for it. Feel inspired. Find something, whether it's a painting or a person, Mm -hmm. a song, whatever it is that inspires you and run with that. Live your whole life this week. I think that I do a good job of it until I take it to the next level. And every time I take it to the next level, I'm like, man, I've been missing out. Mm -hmm. And I don't want that for myself. I don't want that for you. And we don't want that for you guys. So just... Do all that you can to live your fullest life this week.
Yep, we can be found on social media. Too deep, too deep. <laughs> we can be found on social media on our Instagram, our Twitter, and Facebook at the Culture Shock Podcast. Um, SoundCloud, Google Play, iTunes, we're there. Go subscribe, write a review. We love you. Thank you for continuing to support and listen to us every week. Um, and of course, you can always reach us by email at blackcultureshockpodcast at gmail.com. We will see you guys next week. I am a girl named Tiffany. <laughs> Courtney got a mouthful of water. I'm Courtney B. I got thirsty. I'm thirsty or whatever. Being thirsty is okay. Being ashy is not. <laughs> we out. Yeah. Well, damn. What the hell could you do? It's sad.